Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on whenever you are listening to this. Welcome to another episode of Uncut and Unhinged. If you are listening to this, thank you for giving me a listen. Thank you for taking time out of your day and your busy schedule to give my podcast another listen. I was planning to have this episode out by now, but, you know, just got caught up with life. I'm still juggling life, trying to figure out how to balance other problems with this podcast. I am only three episodes in, so I have yet to really get on the system as to as far as scheduling, but at some point I will. But until I get a system down, I'm just going to have to keep trying to juggle and balance between life and podcasting. But enough of the sob story bullshit. Let's get into our first topic of the day. Let's talk sports, man. Specifically, we're going to the NBA for the first so if you're not a big sports fan, you might want to try and skip a few minutes here because this may be a while. But um, you know, the NBA season, the NBA regular season has officially come to a close, and we are now in in the playoff season. It's crunch time for a lot of these players. It's put up or shut up time, and Kia has released their NBA awards finalists, and I went through some of them. I'm not sure how I feel about them. I'm not sure which way I would go. Uh, NBA Coach of the Year, Mike Brown, Mark. And I can't spell his last name. He's coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder and Joe Mazzula, who was, I guess, our backup coach for the Boston Celtics. Uh, obviously, this year, NBA coach of the year is going to Mike Brown for the Sacramento Kings. An amazing season they're having. They are the third seed in the West right now. The first time they've gone to playoffs since, I believe, 2006. And they are in good they have a nice possibility to win their first playoff series since, I believe, 2003, if I'm not mistaken. I really like their chances. I'm pretty sure they're going to do very nice in the playoffs. Uh, Kia NBA Clutch Player of the Year. Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat. DeMar DeRozan, Chicago Bulls. De'Aaron Fox, Sacramento Kings. Um, I'm not sure. I think last year I might have gave it to DeRozan, but... This year, I think I've seen more clutch plays and much more of a clutch mentality out of Jimmy Butler, which is actually saying something because Jimmy Butler is usually DeMar DeRozan is the one to play much better during the regular season but can't perform in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler has been playing decent in the regular season this year. Now, of course, will that, does that mean that this year he won't do so well in the playoffs? I'm not sure. We'll find out. He does have Giannis in the first round, so... He might not, because let's be honest here, no one's stopping that. But I think this year I'll give it to Jimmy Butler. He's been playing amazing basketball this regular season, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do and how he'll contend against Giannis. Um, Kia NBA Sixth Man of the Year, Malcolm Brogdon of the, Met, of the Boston Celtics, Bobby Portis of the Milwaukee Bucks, Emmanuel Quickly of the New York Knicks. I think this year I'm going to give it to Quickly. Uh, as much as I would love to be biased and put Brogdon, well, I mean, listen, Brogdon, He's not a bad uh, six man. I'm pretty sure at one point this season he was the he put up 40 in a game multiple times actually in a game as a six man. And there have been a few times where he has led the team in scoring off the bench. So I'm not gonna say he's bad. Bobby Portis is probably like the most the best skilled out of all of these candidates. But I think this year you got to give it to Emmanuel quickly. He's been playing amazing basketball, although. That might be part of the ice spice effect, but you know, we can't really look into that. Uh, Kia NBA Rookie of the Year, no doubt it is Paolo Bancaro. You could argue Jalen Williams, you can't really argue Walter Kessler. 
you could make a strong argument for Jalen Williams, but to me, it's no doubt that then Paulo Bencaro, even though his his production hasn't really been resulting in the wins, you also have to keep in mind it's a very young team: Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, and Bencaro, uh, Jonathan Isaac, uh, some other I can't remember the other guy's name, but it's a very young core. They're just trying to figure things out. At some point, they will get to they will get to be, they will be one of the best teams in the East. I think. In 10, 10 years from now, the Orlando Magic will be one of the best teams in the East. Kia NBA Most Improved Player of the Year. Now, this one is a tough one. I don't think Shea is going to win this one. It's between Brunson and Markkanen, but I think this year I'm going to give it to Laurie Markkanen. I, I honestly have... Uh, listen, I doubted Jalen Brunson. I will not lie. When he got traded from... Well, not traded. When he signed with the Knicks, when they gave him that huge bag I seriously doubted that he was going to live up to that bag I mean I must say I was wrong I was really wrong Jalen Brunson has been balling out this year the Knicks are the fourth seed him and Randall have been killing it but this year it's gotta go to Laurie Markkinen as much as even though the Jazz aren't in the playoffs you also have to think there was a point in time this year where the Utah Jazz were the number one seed in the West and it was shooting in no small part at all to Laurie Markman. Laurie Markman is an all-star this year. He has been playing great basketball, and I think he should win Kia and be um, most improved player of the year. Defensive player of the year, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., without a doubt. Uh, I wish this year might, as much as I hate you to say this, it might go to show that Marcus Smart truly wasn't the defensive player of the year last year. Because he's not even a finalist, although this year he's kind of been slouching. Although he might have been injured for most of the year, I'm not sure. But this year, Jaron Jackson Jr., without a doubt. Now, here's the big one. Kia NBA, most valuable player. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic. A lot of people are not going to like me for what I'm going to say. But I think that this year... Okay. First of all, before I even say who I think is going to win, let's just get this out of the way. This year, the MVP is going to be determined by narratives. Narratives are going to be the needle mover here. You have all these narratives, you know, you got Jokic, uh, three-peat in the MVP, Embiid's first time winning the MVP, Giannis, you know, is the best player in the league. Because let's be honest with you, Giannis this year has probably been the best player in the league. But I think this year, undoubtedly, Joel Embiid is winning the MVP this season. Listen, now you could say, you can make the argument, oh, Nikola Jokic, Giannis, they have a one seed. But you also, you listen, Embiid is probably, I think Embiid is like, I honestly think Embiid is the best center in the league. I don't. I will honestly put Embiid over Jokic, only because of that extra defense that Embiid has. Embiid can be an anchor on both sides of the floor, offense and defense. Jokic can really only anchor his offense. I've never really seen him anchor his defense. Although he's not a slouch on defense, he can play decent interior defense. But once he, if you get him out on the perimeter, like. That's his worst nightmare. Team that can shoot. Embiid can play decent perimeter defense and stellar interior defense. Giannis can do. Yeah, I guess you can argue that Giannis can do just about everything Embiid can do better. But I honestly think that 
at the, the, when they announce who the MVP is, it is going to be Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid has been playing amazing basketball, and he's literally been willpowering his team to the third. He's had the 76ers on his back since the All-Star break and willed them to the third seed. And I think that alone is enough validation that Joel Embiid should be the NBA MVP this year. But I could be wrong. I it, it could give it the open again, but I guess we will see. Um, now that we're through those awards, let's talk about actual playoffs. Um, some teams are some like we've been getting shocked. A lot of teams are in the playoffs that at the start of the season, not even at the start of the season, at the beginning of after All Star break, no one thought they would ever even sniff the plane and now here we are looking at these teams facing off against each other in the playoffs and they've had pretty good chances so let's look at the eastern conference first round right now milwaukee versus miami i <laughs> listen i'm honestly i feel so bad for miami i now it, it was between it was Miami and Chicago in the play and to determine who got the A seed and that was also a game of narratives. And that's why it was so intrigued. You have Udonis Haslam's last season and you also have DeMar DeRozan's daughter just wanted to go see her dad play in the playoffs so badly. Which I, I think both are just like, mm, it's heartwarming. I, but I honestly was picking Chicago over Miami. But, you know, they didn't get it done. But, you know, they always have next year. They're building. Although last year, they, they they did worse than they did last year. But they could always be wrong and bounce back, hopefully, next year. Um, Milwaukee versus Miami. Milwaukee in six, maybe five. I don't see Miami making out of the first round in this case. I think that game, that playing game was basically just to determine who was going to lose, to be honest. Miami is not beating Milwaukee. I'm sorry, you're not stopping Giannis. There is no one on that roster right now that is going to stop Giannis. Let's just get that out of the way. Boston versus Atlanta, biasly and unbiasedly, we're going to sweep them. Boston is going to sweep Atlanta. Atlanta does not stand a shot. They don't stand a chance. They don't have a shot at all. Not a chance in hell. Boston, one way or another, is going to beat Atlanta. Atlanta's not making it out of the first round. Philadelphia versus Brooklyn. I think this right here is where a shocker could come, and this also could determine the NBA MVP. I feel like Brooklyn could give a run, could give Philadelphia a run for their money, but for some reason, like even though I say that, I don't think they're going to win. I think it might be a six or seven game series, but I think at the end of the day, the 76ers are going to be the one moving out of the first round. Um, Cleveland versus New York. Now, I think this is the only series that's going to go to seven. That is 1,000% going to be the seven games. This series is going to come down to the wire. It is not going to be a um, walk in the park. It is going to be a dogfight. Cleveland versus New York is going to be a straight-up, back-and-forth dogfight. It is going to be very testy on both sides of the ball. On both teams, we're going to see high intensity, high level playing. But at the end of the day, I think New York will pull off the shocker, and I think that New York will move on to the second round for the first time since like what 19, what 94? 
been a real long time. Um, and at least that's to my knowledge. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I am wrong, but hey, who knows? Uh, now let's look at the Western Conference. Denver versus Minnesota. I don't see Minnesota making it out of the first round. I, actually, I see that game going to like five or six, but I think it's going to go into Denver. I don't. Minnesota is just. And with the way the lack of days of basketball being played by Rudy Gobert and the slack having to be picked up by Cat, although he can't do jack on defense, is going to be the bane of his existence during the series. Memphis versus LA. Now, this, I think this may be. I think this was going to be one of the biggest shockers of the playoffs. I think the Los Angeles Lakers are going to come out of the first round. I don't think the Grizzlies are going to make it out of the first round. I feel like because you have too many guys on that team that have play, too much playoff experience. Now, granted, Memphis has been in the playoffs the past two years, but you also have LeBron James and Anthony Davis who've been in the playoffs consecutive years. And plenty of role players on there who've also been in the playoffs consecutive years. So I don't now, I think that one might go to seven games, but I don't think the Grizzlies are going to make it out of the first round. That's just me, though. The Kings versus the Golden State Warriors. As much as I would love to go for the Kings, just because, you know, they've been having a really good season, this is like a Cinderella season for them at this point, and they're the third seed, I don't see them losing. I don't see them beating the Golden State Warriors. Despite the Warriors being, being the sixth seed, the Warriors have too much playoff experience. Remember, the Kings are still young and a bunch of guys who have never been to the playoffs. The Warriors, they, they, they're not used to that intensity. The Warriors are. I don't see the Warriors losing to the Kings. Not saying that they're going to lose a game. They more than likely will, but I don't see the Warriors not making it out of the first round. But that could just be me. The Suns versus the Clippers. Another one that I think is going to be a dogfight, but at the end of the day, I got Phoenix with six. I don't think the Clippers are going to make it out of the first round. I think they'll give them a run for their money. PG and Kawhi and Westbrook, they've been cooking up lately. We're actually going to see Westbrook versus Durant in the playoffs. That's going to be fun as hell. But I think, now I would love to see the Clippers win. I would love to see Russell Westbrook and Kawhi and Paul George shock the world and beat the critically acclaimed Suns. But I also think the Suns, more than anyone, have more pressure on them than anything. Because guess what? You need this move. You got Kevin Durant. It's put up or shut up time. I think for anyone, if it's put up or shut up time for anyone, I think it's time for the Suns. It's so it is really put up or shut up time. You made this move. Now go win a title, okay? Because you've been really inconsistent the past few years. Go win a freaking title. And those are my predictions. But I would love to be proven wrong on a lot of these. I would I hope to be proven wrong on a lot, lot of these, but I just don't see it happening. I know y'all get tired of me doing it, but let's go to music, man. I use music so much because I feel like a lot of people can relate to music to some people. And actually, no, I take that back to a lot of people. Music is an escape to reality. Music is their safe space, their home, their sanctuary. It's just where people can clear their mind. But also, it's where a lot of bullshit can be started. And this may be another example. So, surprisingly, Billboard was the one to do this. Billboard released a top 50 
rappers of all time. Now, of course, just like Rolling Stones hip hop albums list, I'm not gonna go through every single like I'm not gonna go through every single entrance. I'm just going to go through the top ten because I feel like the top ten is the most important and also for some reason weirdly operated. So weirdly formed if you ask me. So number ten goes like this. Number ten goes Nicki Minaj. Well ten from one. Ten to one. It goes Nicki Minaj, Snoop Dogg, Drake, Lil Wayne, Biggie Smalls, Eminem, Pac, Nas, Kendrick, Jay-Z. First of all, why is Jay-Z number one? Get that bullshit out of my face. You cannot tell me, as good as Jay-Z was, you cannot tell me there was ever a point in time where Jay-Z was the biggest face in hip-hop because it never was. There was always, whatever decade he was in, there was always someone else running that decade. Jay-Z was never the number one rapper in the era he was rapping. It just never was happening, never will happen. It's just, it, you cannot put Jay-Z in number one. It's just, I won't accept it. And listen, I love Jay-Z. I really do love his music, but he was never the best rapper in the game at any point. I'm sorry to say it, but Jay-Z was never the best. Was he one of the best? Maybe. But he, the number one rapper in the game, never, ever, ever. Never has been. Never will be. Just a matter of fact. Let's also go through the rest of this. Nicki Minaj at number 10. I actually like that. Mm -mm. I, I mean, listen. Do I think... Do I like someone else more than Nicki? I think I would... I, I like Lauren Hill more than Nicki, but... You got to give credit where credit is due. Nicki Minaj is, in fact, the queen of rap. You, that's undeniable. You can't, you can't deny that. Snoop Dogg at number nine. I, I respect it. Considering these other picks, I respect it. Uh, you kind of left some people out, though. So once I rearrange this list, I might move him up. Drake at number eight is blasphemy, considering these other picks. Lil Wayne at number seven. Mm, I don't know. It's mm, you can you you can you, you either gotta move him higher or you gotta move him lower. It's there's no in between. Like you can't keep him there. If you put some other people on this list, you gotta move him lower. And I feel like there's some people they missed out. So you might have to move him lower. You might have to move off this list and jump. Biggie Smalls at number six, blasphemy. Eminem at number five, complete blasphemy. Tupac over Eminem. Listen, you could argue it, but mm, I don't I don't know historically. And just like analytics wise, no. Nas at number three. I respect it, okay? I actually respect it. Nas was actually one of the pioneers in 90s rap, so I kind of respect it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Kendrick at number two. That's a bold take. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Considering all these other names, that is a really bold take. I'm not sure how to feel about that one. But Jay Z at number one has got to be one of the most blasphemous decisions that. I've ever seen and also considering who else was left out of the top 10 it's really blasphemous now i took the liberty of doing a top 10 on my own of course because you know but some of these might be a little unbiased so bear with me um honorable mentions some people that just sniffed my top 10 uh lauren hill nas jay-z 50 cent ti dr Dre. Like I said, it was between Nicki Minaj and Lauryn Hill. I put Nicki Minaj because she's undeniable. 
but you could go either way for me on that one. Nas, because I feel like just like now at this point in time, you might have to start reconsidering Nas outside of the top 10. Might be. You could make an argument that he's in the top 10, but I mean, Jay-Z, absolutely not. No, 50 Cent, once again, could argue maybe a 10 or 9, but I don't know. T.I., he's, mm, I'm not sure. Listen, I love T.I., but I'm actually not so sure about that one. Dr. Dre, too, I feel like is also in the same boat as Nas. You can make an argument, but nowadays it might not be as such a substantial argument or hold as much weight. Now, I'm going to start at my number 10, uh, Nicki Minaj. I kept that the same. Like I said, she's just undeniable. I love Nicki Minaj, not just because she's hot as hell, but because her music is really, really great. But, okay, moving on. Number 9, Lil Wayne. I told you I had to move him down just because of the other things I had to consider. I moved Snoop Dogg up. You could switch that either way and I wouldn't be mad. Now, number seven was actually a tricky one. Number seven, I did a tie between Kendrick and J. Cole. It was just so hard trying to decide between one. I know what you're saying. I probably should have did the same thing for Nicki Minaj and Lil Hill, but mm, I just couldn't. Kendrick and J. Cole, you could switch either. You could, mm, I don't know. I want to say you could take either one out, but I'm not sure. You got to put them both in. Number six, I got Drake at number six. Could you move him into the top five? It's arguable. And these next, this next one, he's probably interchangeable with Drake. Number five is Kanye West. What, 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 hold on. Hold on your pitchforks. Hold on your torches. Stop trying to hack me. Stop trying to ratio me. Calm down. Listen to me. I know Kanye West is a piece of shit. I am aware of that. But he, his talent is undeniable. You have to understand he's one of the best rappers of all time. I'm sorry. I know he's a piece of shit, but he's a really good rapper. His music is really great. He is talented. Number four is someone who they completely left out of the top ten, which I think which I think is a load of bullshit. Number four was Andre 3000. Listen to me. Southern rap would have never taken off the way it did had it not been for Andre 3000. Andre 3000 was a pioneer in Southern rap. Him and Big Boy were out at Outcast. Just probably the greatest one-two punch in all of rap history, unless you're gonna count something with Eminem and maybe Fable, but I still would pick them over anyone. Andre 3000 was one of the best lyric writers, songwriters, producers, just in general one of the greatest rappers of all time. He just sniffed the top three because it was really, really difficult considering all these other choices. Number three and number two are interchangeable. Number three is Biggie, and number two is Pac. Um. That's ironic. Number two is Pac. Tupac. Get it? Okay, I'll stop with the dad jokes. But regardless, those are probably one of the biggest interchangeable ones besides Kanye and Drake. I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure about that one. You could go either way, and I wouldn't be mad. Um, Now, number one is about to piss a lot of people off. Number one, the greatest rapper of all time is fucking Eminem. And I know what you're, I know your asses are itching right now, but listen, Eminem has multiple diamond albums, multiple platinum songs. I'm pretty sure he has a diamond song as well, but you, you cannot, and I understand, yeah, he might be, he's really, like, shut up, okay? Undeniably, it's 
one of the greatest rappers and arguably is the greatest rapper of all time. At one point, literally Eminem was untouchable. You cannot say shit bad about him or that was your ass. You could not touch him. He was one he was at one point the most untouchable rapper in in the world at one point in time. Eminem in my opinion, is the greatest rapper of all time. And I know that's pissing a lot of people off right now. A lot of people are grabbing their pitchforks and torches, but honestly, I'll take a ride about that one any day of the week. A lot of people tend to hate on Eminem. I'm not sure why, but listen, Eminem's music is just, especially if you can relate to it sometimes, Eminem's music is can be peaceful. It can calm you down, it can also hype you up when you need it to, like, there's an Eminem song for just about every mood, he even has a bunch of, like, funny songs, like, just to F around and just give you a laugh, man, once you actually listen to some of the lyrics, like, them shits is cold, and his wordplay, and his lyric writing is the greatest wordplay I've ever, I'd honestly say his wordplay is better than Lil Wayne, I would say his wordplay is better than Lil Wayne, if I'm being so honest, I think his wordplay and his lyric writing is a lot better than Lil Wayne. But that's just my argument. I know I probably just pissed a lot of people off in my top 10. But like I say, uncut, unhidden, out-of-pocket comments, wildest takes. That's what we're here for. That's what I'm doing every episode. It's time for another laugh at my pain segment. I have been waiting to do this one because it just recently happened to me and I knew that when it happened to me I said to myself oh yeah this is gonna make a really good segment on my podcast so now here it is it's pretty funny but also pretty painful sometimes emotionally at least for me it was it was pretty stressful considering what had happened so I with my with the school football team we go work at the Heritage every year. We work at the RBC Golf Heritage Tournament. Every year we go pick up trash. It's a little fundraiser we do to help support us, you know. Um, it's not like it's the worst thing in the world. It's just the fact that it's during some of our time off and, you know, we're having to pick up trash. We get trash juice on us. There's like drunk people around us. They are just bumping into us. They're rowdy sometimes. We come home smelling like alcohol from having it dripped on us all day. We're carrying these heavy ass bags. People just putting the most randomest shit in the bag. It's not completely fun, especially that day. We got rained on. We got rained on really badly. Like, to the point where when we came back to the bags, because you th- I thought they would delay it or they would just go ahead and cancel it for the day and call it off, but they didn't. They only suspended play for an hour, and after an hour, we were back to playing. But when we got back, it had rained so much. When we had got back to the bags, a lot of the bags were filled with water. So we had to just take those out and put new ones in there. And we were basically carrying water balloons in the damn trash can. But that was, we got rained on, okay? So we're there. So. I'm working, right? I'm moving around constantly getting all this trash, carrying these heavy ass bags back to the tent so we can throw them away. I'm time going by. I'm wondering when are we going home? I get a text. It's from a couple people. They're asking where I'm at, right? 
So I'm like, I'm still a whole 18. Then I'm like, holy, they're like, holy shit, did we just leave you? And then they call me. They ask where I'm at. I show them that I'm still outside. And they start fucking laughing, cackling, dying. Like, shit's so, like, sunshine and rainbows that they just freaking left me. On the other, the completely other side of town, like way the fuck over there, at a golf course, and I'm trying to figure out how did you leave me? You know why did you leave me? Why did no one come and get me? So basically, no one decided to text me or call me, trying to figure out where I was at, and they must they did roll call. And I'm assuming they just thought I was already on the bus. Now, my thing was this. You were halfway home when you realized that I wasn't on the bus. <laughs> How did you get halfway home already across both bridges? And then at that point, finally realize that I'm not on the bus with you. So then my coach literally had to turn all the way back around once he got back. He had to turn all the way back home to come and get me. And not only that, I still had to wait like two hours to be home because then we had to, we ran into traffic. I had to wait an hour on him to get home. It was like, it was terrible, man. It was so stressful. And it's like, like I said, it's not even the fact that they left me. It's the fact that they were already halfway home. And at that point, they finally realized that I wasn't on the bus with them. It's like I was invisible to them. And I did not like that at all. They literally left me at a golf cart course. And, and, and another thing, once again, it's not even like if I was horse, like horseshitting around, if I was just playing around and I got left like that, that's one thing. I can understand that. But I was working, okay? I was picking up trash, trying to be helpful, trying to go get this job done and support us so we can get what we needed from the fundraiser. I was working. I was doing my job. How did you leave me while I was working no one decided to come look for me come see where I was try and come find me that bus should have never left man like and then they expected me to come back the next couple of days again to help out uh hell to the no kiss my ass not happening not in this lifetime or the next I don't care if that was my mama you left me on at a golf course while I was working and no one decided to come and get me or ask or shoot a text or a phone call. If I had y'all had shot a phone call or a text and asked where I was at, then I could understand it. And I didn't answer and then I didn't and then y'all left y'all left me like that. I'd understand that. But y'all already halfway home when y'all shot me that. Like you can't make that crap up. You seriously can't. But um that's my laugh at my pain segment. I hope I made you laugh at the fact that I basically got left by my team <laughs> at a golf course after working all day smelling that alcohol and trash juice and rain. Uh, yeah, I know it was pretty vile and disgusting and I was really filthy that day and I took a really long shower after I came home and I was just really upset and really tired. I didn't even eat. I just went straight to bed because I was just so done with the day and I was just so done with my week. But if you have any embarrassing stories, cringy stories, painful stories, please remember to shoot me an email and share your story with me. As long as you're comfortable with me sharing it, I will share it. You can remain anonymous if you want. 
I don't care. I just, if you would like to share your story, just please shoot me an email. And then at some point, I will see it. I will copy it down somewhere and I will read it to the public for everyone to hopefully laugh at your pain as much, just like they laugh at my pain. Hopefully. Yo, let's talk TV shows for a minute, man. I feel like we all watch TV at some point in our lives as a child, even right now, at whatever age you are. We've all seen TV shows. What's your favorite TV show, man? My favorite TV shows, specifically, I, I honestly, even at my going behind age, I still do enjoy a good cartoon every now and then. I cannot lie. I do love me a good cartoon. Uh, I grew up on Tom and Jerry, uh, Looney Tunes, like those kind of funny cartoons where it's just like mayhem, just throwing everything at you. Just some of the funniest crap, all these references, all these other jokes. Like, that's what I grew up on. Now, like I said, I was a Nickelodeon baby. I watched SpongeBob. I watched Fairly Odd Parents. I watched Jimmy Neutron, Rugrats. I could, I, like, listen, I watched every type of cartoon and a sitcom they had to offer, even all the way back to the 70s, like with them. Are You Afraid of the Dark or Clarissa Explains It All? Like, all of that there. That was me. Even the game shows. I think my favorite Nickelodeon game show was. Um, I can't remember. Oh, um, Brain Surge. I I loved Brain Surge. I know I I it, it. Excuse me. It pained me to figure out that they took that off of Nickelodeon and they stopped uh, making new episodes. I remember there was a period of time like. And Nickelodeon does this a lot. Sometimes there'll be a period of time, like about a month and a half, where they'll show it on Nickelodeon every day. Like at a certain time. And I don't know why they do that. They do that for a lot of their shows. Um, Yeah, Nickelodeon was my shit, man. The Fairy Odd Parents, Rugrats. Um, even some of the things that didn't really go as known. The Teenage Robot Life, El Tigre, um, Power Juju, or Power Juju, whatever it's called. Yeah, Talk, um, Making Fiends. Like, all that small stuff like that. Like, I was into that kind of stuff. And that's just what... That's what did it for me. That was my first introduction to TV shows with Nickelodeon. Now, like I said, I was a Nickelodeon baby, but I did also dabble in other channels when it came to cartoons as well. I did love me some Cartoon Network. I mean, especially Boomerang. I feel like as a child, I had a lot of old tapes, but I didn't realize that it was old tapes. I don't know what it was, but Cartoon Network and Boomerang, uh, Adventure Time, regular show. Amazing one of Gumball when it first came out. When it first came out, I think it was at its peak, if you ask me. Um, regular shows, like I said. Uh, Sam, well, Samurai Jack was more adult film, was it not? I'm pretty sure. No, it wasn't. It was more Boomerang. But, yeah, even all the old stuff. Uh, Looney Tunes, Flintstones, um, Codename. All that stuff was just what I grew up on, like I said. And even, like I said, I can't. I don't think Cartoon Network had a lot of sitcoms. I do remember Destroy, Build, Destroy. That was like the only live action thing that my brain can remember right now. But I do remember that. I don't know what it was about that show, but I just loved it. I think what I loved about it the most was playing the video games. Well, not the video game, but the online game on my desktop when I had one as a child. Just like the way the these the TV show websites were set up back then. Just uh, something about it. Just I wish I could just go back in time. But those were my favorites.
I'm not sure what anyone else's was because, like I like I said, I had a lot of old taste. So not a lot of people are into the old kind of stuff. I mean, maybe more so old Cartoon Network. But I haven't really met a lot of people my age that are into old Nickelodeon. I don't mean just like Rugrats or like the popular stuff. I mean things like Keenan and Kel or, like I said, Clarissa Explains It All, Are You Afraid of the Dark, um, all that old stuff there, man. So I'm really curious as to who else, if I anything, if I will find someone else that's also into the same stuff that I am. But hmm, who knows, maybe I won't, but it's whatever. I will never understand celebrity couples. It's just one of those big things that never work out. I can never understand how they, number one, even managed to go for so long. Number two, like, why you even think it's a good idea considering any, like, all this history. And most importantly, why do people consider getting with a Kardashian? I don't understand that. Why would you ever consider it? They, the Kardashians have enough have been with enough people in their lifetime to build a whole NFL team. And the average NFL team is about 53 players. So I believe that's the math. Regardless, why would you want to get with a Kardashian? Because you not learned with the whole him and Kanye situation. Now, granted, that mostly was Kanye's fault, but still at the same time, it's just, it's just straight trouble. You're not going to get anything out of it. And it's just not healthy. And now we're seeing that more, which, because, um, I believe it's Kylie Jenner, and, you know, a few months ago, broke up with Travis Scott, and then now it's with Timothy Chandler, or Chandler, whatever, however you say his name, and now that's who he's with, and now Travis is going on about all these rumors, trying to just make crap up. It's unhealthy. I just don't understand the celebrity couples, man. Especially with a Kardashian. That's like a cardinal sin. It's becoming a cardinal sin at this point to even consider dating a Kardashian. And I'm not saying that it's because, you know, they're ugly or anything like this bad people. It's just so much drama that you're signing yourself up for. I don't know who would sign yourself up for that much drama when you know it's coming. Like, you can try to avoid it all you want. We all thought, uh, Pete was safe with Kim K. But that, you see, you saw how that happened. One way or another, some drama is going to slither its way into your life, and it's not going to be a fun time. I'm telling you, ask Kanye, ask Pete, ask any NBA superstar who's been with a Kardashian. It spells trouble. I don't understand why you people want to get with a with a Kardashian. Now, I know I kind of just sort of generalized celebrities, but... I'm not done. Celebrities, just in general. I think one of the only ones, and this is just a little bit cliche now, but I think one of the only celebrity couples that I'll like accept as of right now is uh, Holland and Zendaya. That, them, they're, they're a cute couple, and hopefully they, they don't end up splitting up because they really are a cute couple, and I honestly, as attractive as Zendaya is, and I don't want them to split up because then that's just going to cause a whole bunch of other controversy, possibly, unless they decide to handle their differences like normal people, unlike some of these other celebrities. But I'm really praying that they're going to be doing well for us as long as they're together. Because, like I said, just celebrity relationships just do not end well. They spell trouble, and it's just a 
whole bunch of drama. Like even a few years ago, you seen it with Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. The, look what happened to them. Jada Pinkett end up having someone else's dick in her mouth and tried to joke about it in front of the, his face on the internet, on the World Wide Web. First of all, my thing is this: Why would Will Smith? Why did he take that level of disrespect? I mean, me personally, I'm gonna slap her with the table. If if you're gonna cheat on me and then joke about it in front of everyone in the world, I'm gonna take that red table and I'm gonna throw it at you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not about to sit there and let you shame me and disrespect me and joke about the fact that you freaking cheated on me with another rapper. I'm not about to let that happen. And not only this, y'all grown. Why are y'all putting that out in public? <laughs> You know good and well that's not going to end well. Why would you put something like that out in public, even if it did happen? That should have been for... The only way that should have got out in public is if paparazzi or some leaker or some bullcrap like that found that out. Because there's people like that out there, and it happens. That's the only acceptable way that got out. Y'all put that out yourselves. Y'all planned that interview. Not saying that everything you said was planned, but like the interview itself was planned. Y'all had a date scheduled for it, like y'all knew it was going to happen. Like, why would you ever do such dumb crap? I don't understand why you do something that lowbrow. I, as intelligent as they are, or as Will are, I don't know about Jade anymore, why would you do something that lowbrow? It makes absolutely no sense. And then you want to get mad at Chris Rock when he makes, when he makes a joke to Jada, which I don't even think it was a direct joke to Jada. If I'm not mistaken, but you know that was a year ago. My mind could be fuzzy. But even then, regardless, why is Chris Rock the first person to get slapped? <laughs> and I know this was a year ago, but like it's still, it's, it's just it ties into my point. Celebrity relationships do nothing but cause drama, and I know there are sometimes there are celebrities who get with other people that aren't necessarily celebrities, and it doesn't end well. But the rate between the two are significantly are significantly different. Even look at Tom Brady and his supermodel wife. What happened? They got a divorce because Tom Brady didn't want to be a family man. I'm telling you, brothers, sisters, whoever's listening right now, if you at one point get famous, do not really state a celebrity. Or at least try to stay away from a celebrity. Unless y'all know that y'all can trust each other and y'all won't bring drama no matter what happens, whether y'all stay together or y'all don't stay together, don't freaking do it. And especially not with a goddamn Kardashian. Okay, people, one more topic. This is about to get weird. So if you're not a fan of sensitive um, sensitive, sensitive content as far as self-harm or anything like that, like if you are sensitive to that kind of talk, like that kind of conversation, you might want to just go ahead and click that X button right now or just try to skip to the end as best as you can. Um, if not, then <laughs> I warned you. Uh, I So I was on Google and I saw these reports about a suicide pod. Now, I know what you're thinking. What the hell is a suicide pod? Well, let me explain to you. Switzerland released and at least in Switzerland itself, that's not open to the worldwide market or the public domain. It is, it's this little capsule, it's this little 3D printer type capsule that looks like something out of a Space Invaders video game. 
for a alien movie. And when you, so basically what it's supposed to do, it's supposed to, you're supposed to sit inside of it. Then you, it, it sprays gas. It puts you to sleep. And in your sleep, it basically kills you. So it's basically a painless death for people that just don't. Now, here's the thing. The whole point of it was to demedicalize, quote, it's okay, quote unquote, demedicalize the dying process, which when you put it like that, it doesn't sound like such a bad thing. However, when this gets into the wrong hands, you're going to have multiple problems. This thing has already claimed in at least, I believe, 2021 already had claimed 1300 lives now will we know if those were medically approved or if those were suicide we are not completely sure and probably never will be sure because we all know switzerland is not going to tell us that shit but regardless this is definitely something that is controversial especially considering that there are places right around the corner from it as a matter of fact the uk uh, suicide or and stuff like that or like attempted suicide or even a doctor trying to take the life of someone that wants to die that kind of stuff is illegal so in neighboring countries they're trying to fight this off but Switzerland has had a chokehold on this for a few years now so I really wonder how many sales has it made and how many lives now has it taken because it's been two and a half years and if 1300 people bought it the first year i can only imagine what it's going on to now considering that more people actually know about this so i'm really i'm gonna try and research it and hopefully i can get something but it's just not see i'm only i don't want to research it and then i'm just gonna get some bull crap and then i was gonna go through my search history and then i gotta explain to them that i was only looking up something for podcast purposes like what am i supposed to do when i when someone goes to my search history and they say it's the suicide pod, how am I supposed to explain myself? There's no possible way I can explain myself and make myself look and or sound mentally sane and or normal. There's like no way I can happen. So I really got to be careful with this. And anyone else that is interested in this, please be careful with this. Because I promise you this is going to raise a few eyebrows if the wrong eyes see this. And that was our episode for today, ladies and gentlemen. If you're hearing this, I want to thank you for sticking it out and listening to me. Uh, I know it was a bunch of just short little segments, but I'm just trying to figure out life, you know, right now, man. Um, I'm trying to figure out school and work and like a schedule. And I'm also trying to figure out things to talk about. I can only talk about so many things without talking about the same things over and over again. I'm trying to make sure everybody gets a little bit of what they want, but sometimes it's not going to be like that. This one you can hear now. Like I said, if you're hearing this, that means you stay all the way to the end of the episode. I want to thank you. I deeply, really, really, really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Um, I'm trying to just make things a little better. I'm trying to get some equipment so I can sound better because I don't want you to keep hearing a guy that sounds like they're eating a bunch of Cheetos while they're talking to you. I know that doesn't sound appealing and or appetizing, whatever way you want to look at it. It just does not sound good. I'm um, also about to put in a new segment for my next episode. So with that said, if you have any relationship problems or relationship stories, rather, um, bad days, relationship, bad relationship stories, um, scandalous stories revolving relationships, uh, go ahead and email me about those. I will go 
look at them and I will more than likely put them on my new relationship story segment, which will be in next episode and also that means lack of my pain probably won't be in the next episode. Maybe we'll see. It all depends on how things are formatted. But like I said, if you have those type of stories, uh, please feel free to email me and I will try to include you on my next episode. Um, also, I'm trying to get a social media account set up so I can also put a Google form on there. So you guys can just submit your stories through there because I know emailing can be tedious sometimes and stressful. And I don't want you guys stressed out and doing work. Y'all don't need to be doing work. I'm the one here to do the work. I'm just here to hopefully give you guys something good to listen to and make you laugh. You guys are just supposed to uh, sit there and listen. You guys aren't supposed to be doing any work. So I'm going to try and get that figured out. I also have a friend working on a cover for me. I was uh, trying to design some sort of cover art. So soon you won't be having to look at the stupid, boring ass cover that you're looking at every time you open up this podcast. So hopefully all those things will be implemented soon and they will all flow smoothly. But with that said, I hope you enjoy your morning, evening, or afternoon. I know I said that jumbled up, but the way I say it is what it is. Whenever, wherever you are listening is, I hope you are just enjoying your time. And until I hear from you again, I'm signing off.